Peter Mullen. Firstly, g'day and welcome back to another Health and Wellbeing. Thank you, Mark. Lovely to be back here again. And you have a, a smiling guest with you today, <laughs> obviously because she didn't have to spend much time with you on the way in. <laughs> Former Miss Universe, Tegan Martin, welcome back. Yes, I'm smiling because I didn't get struck by lightning last night. <laughs> no, our, our building did and the app went down, but we're all up and running now. So what do we have this afternoon, guys? What's happening? Well, I thought um, Tegan's had a, a big health journey herself, and she's very involved in um, women's health, encouraging young women to really practice self-care. So I thought we'd talk today about, from Tegan's point of view as well, what constitutes a healthy diet? Mm. You know, what are we looking at? Why do we want to eat a healthy diet? So I thought um, Tegan's the perfect person to um, explore that with. Health and Wellbeing on a Tuesday afternoon with Peter Mullen, of course, his special guest today, uh, former Miss Universe Australia, Tegan Martin. You just give me the nod. That's the Very right former. <laughs> so you're not going to have another run? Absolutely not. Absolutely. I think my crown days are over, don't Fair you think, enough. Pete? Yeah, no, I think he could give it one more go, Gee, surely. You've, you've been put on the spot there, mate. <laughs> almost 30, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, still the youngest All in this the room. healthy eating maybe will keep healthy me young enough good to stuff. keep which, entering the uh, elderly pageants. Which is kind of what it's all about today, the the uh, healthy eating side of things, which, Peter, which brings you back in. Thank you, Mark, for including me in the conversation. <laughs> um, so today, what I thought we'd talk about, Tegan, um, last time you were on the program, you were sharing with us your journey with chronic fatigue and your late teens, early 20s, and what a long road that was. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about some of the things that really made a big difference. Um, And diet, I think we touched on it briefly, but I thought we'd explore that a bit more. Diet is a whole other conversation, isn't it? Absolutely. So what, what, I know this is a big question to start with, but what constitutes a healthy diet for you? I guess for me, what constitutes a healthy diet is eating for my constitution. So uh, when I did the health coaching course, we learned a lot about bio-individuality and eating food that's right for you and sort of one person's fuel might be another person's poison. And we used to talk about things like, you know, how broccoli can be really great for one person and everyone thinks, you know, broccoli is the healthiest of foods, but it might give someone else gas and make them feel really ill. So um, being really in tune with what you're eating and what makes you feel good is what constitutes a healthy diet for me. That's great. Like actually, like it's one of the things that we forget sometimes is that our body's talking to us all the time in the language of signs and symptoms. And our diet is probably, when you think about it, our diet is the biggest thing externally that we come in contact with every day that mm-hmm. can have a big impact upon our health and our gut health. So eating, working out what foods suit you, um, energy. Mm-hmm. Big thing for me. Uh, we spoke about this earlier, but when I was first modeling, I was 19 years old and I was really counting my calories because my agency was always looking at my weight and my measurements and it was this really stressful relationship that I had with food and then uh, a few years later when I started working through my chronic fatigue and it was my priority was so much more around finding food to fuel my body and give me energy and you know nutrient rich foods that were going to make me feel good because my weight was the last of my worries Mm. when I couldn't get out of bed Um, and then what happened sort of towards my mid-20s when I started eating intuitively and figuring out what foods worked for me I actually dropped weight without even thinking about it Mm. because I was less stressed eating food that was right for my genetic makeup Um, And yeah, it was kind of like a second bonus. But when I stopped thinking about the weight and started thinking about eating food that food that fueled my body, the results were magic. Take us through that journey, Tegan, because that just I'm going to go back a little bit further there where you were saying that, you know, one food might work 
might go gangbusters for person A, but person B it might not do anything. So how did you go on that journey from, oh, I'm just eating all of the quote-unquote right foods to eating some of the foods that were right for you? Damn, that's sounding good. Oh, that was good. So, can like we a get a replay? <laughs> I don't, um, yeah, can I charge what you charge, Peter? Can I do that? <laughs> I'm going to say one thing here, ignoring the diet cultures. I had to stop looking at the magazines and what, you know, what was healthy at the time, what had the five-star rating and and start looking at um, trialing different things and um, not running to the cupboard after a meeting going, I need to eat because it's just a part of my day, but actually stopping, taking a deep breath and thinking, what does my, what am I craving right now? And often, even if it was something like dark chocolate, it may have been that my body was actually craving iron or magnesium, magnesium. all the things that dark chocolate's rich in. And ever since I've eat, started eating like that, my energy and my mental clarity and everything is really improved. So did you actually do any testing at the time? Did you do any genetic testing or anything to determine which I, food groups might suit better or food intolerance testing? Like- I did do some food intolerance testing, but I found them, they varied and changed very quickly. And yeah. I... Uh, not nothing against food intolerance testing. I think if you are really unwell and you're really looking for answers at the time to kind of get your place, body yeah, out of place, that, maybe. really, totally. Um, but once I had taken a few and realized that, that the intolerances were changing despite my dairy allergy, which has been consistent the whole way through, yeah, um, yeah I found <clears throat> it was much cheaper for me to just really tune in to what I felt good after eating. And, and it can be simple as eating something and then actually stopping for a second and saying, do I feel more energized or do I feel a little bit tired after eating that? And just mm. really stopping and thinking. Listening to your body. So starting to really tune in. Um, it could sound a little bit woo-woo, but it's not. It's it's really interesting when you actually stop after your meal about an hour later and, and tune into how you're feeling. Yeah, look, it's such a, it is such a common thing. And we'll talk in the next section about um, weight and body image as well because I want to touch on that because there's actually a new label for a food. We'll come back to what you're saying, but there's a, I don't know whether it's that new, but there's a new label for a food, for an eating disorder that is involved around people that just have to feel impulsively have to eat all healthy food. Oh, my gosh. What is it? I was looking oh, it up the other wait. day. No, no, you have to wait. Not a bad spot to put a comma yes. on this conversation. <laughs> well, I can check the name of it in the meantime, but we'll talk about that in the next break. It's going to go Google. Give us a second. Health and well-being on this Tuesday afternoon. Peter Mullen is here and his special guest, once again, Tegan Martin. Now, Peter, you kind of left us on a little bit of a cliffhanger there. You were about to throw in some information and uh, you had something new for us, and then you just said, no, we'll have to wait. So over to you guys. I think I've forgotten what I was going to say, Mike. No, you haven't. <laughs> you haven't. All so right. I just think this is, this is a great conversation to have because when, when I was thinking about what to talk with you about today, and we will get into a bit of the nitty-gritty about what you actually eat, mm. it's, it's, when we talk about diet and food, there's just so much emotional stigma, stress attached to it, to what should be just... Like I've got I've got two puppy dogs and they get this sounds terrible but they get pretty much the same thing for their meal every time. Mm. And they eat to give them energy. Mm. You know whereas we eat for a multitude of reasons everything from you know like so much emotion and stress involved. So I think it's good to have this We're kind of screwed aren't we because if you're happy you want to eat and if you're sad you want to eat and I if know. and then we have to eat three times a day. And if you're in between you want to eat. Yeah. It's just So you can't it's not like something else that you something else that might be wrong with you you, can, you don't have to do that. Mm. We have to eat. 
we have to eat. So it's a difference between, I guess, someone that's maybe addicted to smoking. Like with smoking, you're either a smoker or you're a non-smoker. Mm. You can't be both. But with eating, you still have to eat something. And so many people have trouble around food and food choices. So orthorexia was the condition I was thinking of. Yes. Where people can become really focused on only eating really super healthy food. Everything has to be organic. Mm. And often patients I've had that have had that, what I believe have had that condition or tendency, it is around um, the stress is a huge component, almost mm. the anxiety. So rather than the eating disorder, I think the eating problem comes because of the huge amount of stress. Yeah, I think with. this is a really important topic, Pete. Because if someone visits a naturopath for the first time and they're very new to the concept of, you know, changing their diet uh, based on what someone's told them to eat, if we take it too seriously, you know, it can become quite stressful and, and you can... And I believe I had orthorexia when I was coming out the back of my chronic fatigue. I was feeling better, but I was still almost nervous to eat the wrong foods because I thought they were going to send me spiraling again. And it's a whole problem within itself. Uh, I think it's really important for us to to mention that if you are on a diet that is being guided by an expert like a naturopath or anyone else, that you, you you need to be kind to yourself. And if you eat something that's not on there or you go out for dinner and treat yourself, it's going to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, for anyone listening that does have challenges with eating disorder, there's the good thing is there's a lot of help available Absolutely. these days as well. But I think eating disorders come in all shapes and sizes. Like I know for um, in my family growing up, we all had a pattern of overeating or binge eating. Mm. And then in my family, we were continuing. We Which were I think fa- is strange. I just don't see you as that because every time you mentioned food, I had a smoothie. That was my big <laughs> meal today. That's all you do. Well, growing up as kids, we were on one diet after another. Mm. We did the scars style diet. We did the What's that Atkins one? diet. We, oh, Atkins. I, I just remember we had mullet for dinner every Monday night, mullet and salad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can't so, remember the last time I had the same thing on the same night each week. <laughs> it's steak night every Tuesday. So yeah, so so and and also too like with our young 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 people and. You know, eating disorders amongst young guys as well. Mm. I know know of a few young guys that have had trouble with eating and and body image as well. So it's not just girls that have... And and it's all ages as well. Mm. Because when you think about it, like I'm taking over the show. (laughs) You tell us. No, I'm interested. As always, we sit here and I'm just like taking it all in. So tell us a bit about the the work you're doing with young women around body image and self-care. And how, how food factors into that. Like how do we yeah. approach it? How do we approach someone that is, you know, early 20s, you know, body image is such a thing. Mm. They want to look fantastic. Mm. They might have a lot of gut issues. How do we go about talking with them about diet? That's not, we're not just going to put them on another restrictive diet to help their irritable bowel. Mm, mm. It's a difficult one. And I, I do think that if it is, I'll start by saying, if it is at a point where you feel a little bit out of control, it's really important to seek expert help and some guidance around how to pull yourself back in. Uh, for me, uh, it was heavily related to the industry I was working in. And 
I think it's it's really important for women to realize that there may be an external factor like a, a job or a relationship or maybe even a place like the beach can be really triggering for some women. Uh, putting a bikini on and, and, you know, having to have all of your skin out in a very public place. Um, I know I've been through stages where I was, you know, not, not eating well when I was in an unhappy relationship and I didn't feel like mm. my self-worth was very strong. Um, so... My advice is to, of course, you know, seek help if it is very serious. But if you're going through these light waves of feeling like you're being controlled by food, uh, have a look at what external factors might be influencing Mm. that. And if you can take some of those out of the picture, uh, you tend to sort of fall back into a healthier pattern. For me, um, it was leaving an agency that I was working for in Paris who were measuring me in my lingerie in front of a table of modeling bookers every week. Like how do you expect a 19-year-old to develop a healthy relationship with food when you're doing that? Food and your, and your body image. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and then as I said at other stages, it was it was relationships that weren't serving me or um, that were encouraging a really negative mindset around my self-worth. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good piece of advice. I think is to look look at the external factors. Look at what's look at what's causing stress in your life, yes. and if you can address those stresses, you might find your way back to eating a little bit more <clears throat> healthy for what your body needs. Totally agree. And I think that's such a huge point is working out what's healthy for the individual. Yep, agreed. So yeah, and Tegan, you wanted to talk a bit about um, about what you do, mm. intuitive eating. Yes, intuitive eating, as best as I can explain it on live radio. Uh, (laughs) So for me, intuitive eating is tuning into what my body needs. And it sounds a little bit crazy, but sometimes it's as simple as me uh, stepping away from the kitchen, taking a few deep breaths, you know, getting myself into a bit of a meditative state and making sure that I've let go of the morning or whatever I've been doing. And then actually you, you can be it's quite interesting how something will drop in and I'll be like, I really feel like this. I'm craving this. And if I follow that kind of call, like I often feel really energized after eating it. So um, stop hustling from one thing to the next and just eating to get by. I I know my mom always says, you know, food, she's like, I just do it to get by. Cooking is just a waste of time. It's, you know, it's just an annoyance in my day. Whereas I've tried to develop a, a mindset of, it's really important to, to eat what your body's craving because there's usually, as I said before, a sign behind why you're craving it. There might be certain minerals or vitamins in that food, in that, in that meal. That your body's looking for. So can you give us an example? Um, I know that's hard because we're talking about intuitive eating. Mm. And I don't want to say, you know, what do you intuitive feel like now? <laughs> there's still, a, gr- there's still but- a number of things that I'll go to. I've, I've obviously got my go-to meals. Yeah. Um, but... Once I'm in the habit of eating really healthy and there might be a week or two a year where I fall off the wheels and we all do. We're only human, particularly when I'm traveling. Uh, But if I'm in the habit of eating healthy foods, my body doesn't crave anything other than healthy foods. You know, I might have my dark chocolate or I might have, you know, a a bit of a healthy sugar treat. But if you give your body half a chance to eat healthy food for two weeks, just start with two weeks. Yep. Yep. You'll be surprised at how your body then forgets Starts about all of for the, the yeah the junky foods. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like cravings, and that can drop quite quickly once you sort of remove those foods that are more harmful out. Yes. Um, and then you're unless saying, you've got candida, then you've got a whole another journey to go on with Peter Mullen. <laughs> <laughs> we know we might discuss that another time. Yeah. Absolutely. So just to give us a bit of a um, bit of an idea about what you have. Yep. 
Uh, so as I but said, what are, some of your, what are some of your favorite meals? What are some what are some of my favorites? Um, in the morning, it will generally be a smoothie or, you know, the brook the muesli that I have that you've encouraged me to eat. And I'm not saying all muesli is good um, with my yogurt and collagen mixed into my yogurt and some berries. That's yep. a really great um, meal that kicks me off in the morning. If I'm feeling like, and this is the intuitive eating here, if I'm feeling like something heavier and I'm really hungry, I'll make a breakfast bowl with some pumpkin and goat cheese and broccolini and, you know, those, you know, those meals yep. you get at the fancy cafes. Uh, for lunch, it's generally some sort of filling salad. And I'm talking like really filling. I know that some of you might laugh at the idea of filling salad. I'm not laughing. Salad's <laughs> if you do a salad right, it can be very filling. Get Absolutely. the right gear in there, a nice big bowl, get the big salad happening. Lots of laughing. good fats, avocados, mm. goat cheese, nuts, seeds. I like a bit of fruit in my salad to change it up. Lots of herbs. I love salad. And if you're putting pumpkin or sweet potato or something really filling bulk, in it. Like it, feels, it makes it more um, satisfying, doesn't it? Like pineapple, and pear. pineapple and pear. Pineapple and pear salad. Yeah. It's a bit outrageous. <laughs> I think it was that outrageous. Coming off the back of I put fruit in my salad. What you've never gone to a restaurant and they've had pear slices in the salad? Oh pear, pear and pear, walnut. P-E-A-R. Absolutely. Pineapple. Yeah. I'm struggling yeah. to uh match really? it up with anything. Oh no, I I open a small tin of pineapple, get that in for my salad pretty much every time. Really? Okay, mm. I'm gonna go even more rogue here and say strawberries. <laughs> That's and goat cheese and walnuts. Weird. Oh, it's a winning combo. No, but nuts and seeds definitely fine. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, seeds are I full think... of really good nutrients, aren't they, Pete? Yeah, and and you've got the good fats there as well, which is satisfying, and the good proteins as well. Yep. Would you have protein in with that as well? Sometimes I go through a vego phase, and then yeah. I'll have my protein for dinner. Yeah. Um, I am definitely not a vegetarian or, or vegan by any means, but I do go through phases when I'm doing a cleanse yeah. where I try to have less thank meat. Good, thank goodness because you weren't going to be invited to Peter's Mullet Mondays if you did. <laughs> <laughs> mullet and salad, it was always um, yeah, challenging. Mullet and yeah. Mullet Monday Mondays. Mm. Yeah. That's the day it was. <laughs> Grilled under the griller. Mm. Was that mm. hand caught, wild, or mm. why was it mullet were... every week? I'm confused. Uh, I just For some reason, we just ate mullet. <laughs> Fair call. Fair call. Back to my dinner. I feel like we've uh, we've almost there. Got, almost got boring for a second. Your diet's much more excited than mine. <laughs> so dinner, um, like I love coconut. So green chicken curries with coconut milk, and I find I respond really well to coconut milk products, which I know you probably think a lot of people do. Yeah, not, not everyone. Not, not everyone, everyone does well with the coconut fat. More so, so than hmm. dairy, though. Definitely more than Potentially, dairy. Yeah. 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 Uh, soups, cauliflower rice, buckwheat pastas, salmon's a really good one. I have salmon at least once a week with some sort of healthy sauce or steamed veggies. But I don't like boring food. I, yeah. You know, if I have like broccolini, it's got to be pan fried with chili and garlic or it's got to have lemon oil on it and yeah, steamed. Okay. Like that's, I can't do boring. But that's the trick though. A lot of people go, oh, healthy food is boring food. It's tasteless. It's bland. But if you make it, I was going to say fun, that's probably the wrong word. But if you make it exciting and, and full of taste, mm. which you can you know, chuck a heap of herbs and spices on something, that'll get you there. That sounds um, almost like my intuitive eating. Now you're see? making me sound normal. <laughs> Make it fun. We'll get you over to the pineapple. We'll pineapple in that salad. <laughs> Strawberry, no. Pineapple, yeah. No, you're but, right, though. You do have to be adventurous. Mm. If you want to sustain a long-term healthy diet, you're not going to do it by eating brown rice, steamed greens and yeah. chicken. It's, it's a common, not happen. common complaint that um, a lot of my patients have is after a period of time where they've been eating really well 
and they they might have been doing it for weight loss or just reducing inflammation. But it's such a common thing. People say, "I just get I'm starting to get bored." Yes. So I think that's the time to sort of change it up a little bit and and not lose that that impetus. So. So developing key, that intuitive eating. So the key, guys, like, oh. don't be boring, and you have to go on the journey. The journey is where <laughs> oh, you'll find the man. answers. Listen to this segment. This summed it up. Are we like, going you, to should, we, you could have done this section we're, by yourself. We're wrapping up. That's what we're doing. <laughs> we're wrapping up. <laughs> All right. Uh, great to have you, both. Then Peter Mullen, you're back next week for another health and well-being. Thank you, Mark. And uh, Tegan, you got more to say. God. <laughs> next week, <laughs> and who knows? Sometime this year, you could be up on the TV. I could be. You never know. There may be some no, plans. But, that's uh, that's as TBC. far as we get. All right, TBC. All right, former Miss Universe Australia, Tegan Martin, thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. And Peter Thanks, Mullen. thanks. Lovely to see you again. Another. And you too, Mark. Thanks for keeping me healthy, Pete.